pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, co-creatives. I'm Stephen Kenyon. So glad that you could join us for another adventure of attracting your abundant life. Email address is kineticbelief at stephenkenyon.com. Stephenkenyon.com is the website. While visiting you, if you like, you can sign up to receive updates, letters from me, emails from me. And also, you can now join the private Facebook group for interacting with other kinetic believers. And... Listen, I've got to say, I have been enjoying sending some KB text messages out occasionally and feel strongly that, you know, whenever I need to share a thought with you, there's nothing I enjoy more than shooting it out the, <laughs> the uh, proverbial window of The cannon texting. of your mind. <laughs> That's, thank you. I was looking for some way to say that. Well, if you'd like to receive an occasional explosion uh, of a text message from me... <laughs> Uh, who's going to want that now? They're good. They were interested. <laughs> but you could just simply text the word kinetic to 31996. Yes. 31996. Yes, correct. Only available in the United States for right now. Miss <laughs> Maggie, what are you up to? Oh, man. What am I up to? Merry Christmas. Post Christmas. Happy recovery. three days after Boxing, Boxing Day. Or Hogmanay. Or Hogmanay. Yeah. Didn't we have that for dinner? <laughs> so the Scots. Oh, the, the Scottish, the Scottish, the Scottish. Yeah, did you? Have, was it? How about Christmas? How oh, about the holiday? Did you don't enjoy you love it? Christmas? It's my, I love everything yeah. about it. Is it campy to say it's my favorite time of the year? No, it's it's believable and accurate, and I love everything about it. I like the smells, the colors, the lights, the gifts, the people, the food. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> Can we please? What? <laughs> Uh, isn't it? Well, you just you just rattled off some things that you really like about it. Question: yeah. what, what, what? Let me ask you: What do you think are the five most beautiful things in the world to you? Five? <laughs> Nate, can you? I'm putting you on the spot. Ready? Go. Five. Oh, oh my One, gosh. two, and and do it in order. How's that? Oh my word! The five um, five most beautiful things in the entire anything. world. Anything can be anything. It can be anything. I'm just gonna say what pops into my head instead of. Instead of doing kind of, what I always do and overthinking. Ooh, yeah, kind of like a flashcard mentality, yes, yes, right? Yes, okay. So, okay. okay, say it again. Ask me All the question right. again. Five most beautiful things in the world. So let's do it this way. Okay. The number one most beautiful thing in the world to you would be? Um, the Grand Tetons. Grand Tetons? Yes, in, in Jackson, Wyoming. And a Teton is what, for people that don't know? It's a beautiful mountain. There are two right beside each other, and they're yeah. just very very energetic and beautiful, and oh, I love them. We got married in front of the Tetons. That could be why I'm, I'm loving this. A little this. partial to it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay, mm-hmm. number two, most beautiful okay, another thing, um, thing beautiful, in the world to you. Um, I would have to say my favorite painting. I have a hardcore favorite painting of all time a painting how how in the world can you narrow down it's just your it, favorite painting it, it just God. it's heads and tails above anything else Ooh, for me I know what it, it is. just means it's the mona lisa no oh okay what is it <laughs> cliche no right. um it's called flaming june um it's by layton it's i think it was done in the 1800s but 
it's not a very super well-known painting, but it is just stunning. I love everything about it. And so that would be... What to describe it real quick. Oh my goodness. It's a girl and she's taking a nap in a Mediterranean setting and she has this almost neon orange dress on. And I just love her face and her... You showed that to me recently, didn't you? I've showed it to you before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it resides in... Puerto Rico or something. I don't. I don't know. It was in New York for a while, but anyways, that that okay, was, that's a top five. T- wow, <laughs> being specific, five most beautiful <laughs> just, things in the world. Those uh, the Tetons okay, and one. the flaming um, June. Number three. Um, beautiful, Frisians, Frisian yeah, horses. Yeah, right. Yes, I can see that. You know, when I was riding in California um, at this barn where they do a lot of the Olympic training for the hunter jumper mm-hmm. american team um there was a girl there and she had a pair of frisians that she rode and they're not just beautiful but they're almost like little dogs i mean the mm-hmm. way that they interact with people is not very horse like i think they know they're beautiful they do they right? really they have a knowing and they love people and they love you know being so yeah frisians yeah and i am being specific it's just popping frisians. into my head though aren't yeah. they from like the nether netherlands yes or something like yes that? that's where they okay originate from yep. well that's pretty cool it that's, is, yeah. i'm impressed thank actually you. uh oh, all right you. number let's see we've oh, got gosh. two more to go oh, okay um, I'm just, again, I'm trying not to overthink this question. Um, Number four, the, the fourth the, most beautiful thing in the world. Okay, let's do favorite song. Right. Let's do music. Um, hmm. My favorite piece is Claire de Lune by Debussy. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I've got to say that I'm impressed that you've narrowed down your favorite painting and your favorite <laughs> song. Well, it's, well, it's, I, I find that? it to be very organic because these are things that just nothing else for me emotionally well, comes close. And then let me, let me. Let me uh, retract that. It's not your favorite that you're mentioning. It's something that you find most beautiful. True, true. Mm. So, but they kind of coincide, I guess. Number right? five. Um, uh, beautiful. Uh, ooh, I know. Uh, Cinque mm. Terre. It is a series of five coastal villages that I have been to on the Italian Riviera. I've never been there before. It's just so take, colorful. Take me some time. Let's go. Let's go right now. Isn't that a UNESCO World Heritage Site? <laughs> I don't know. Are you Googling things every day? <laughs> no. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> Wasn't that founded by the late? <laughs> right. um, but they're just beautiful. And, and, you, and you, there are no cars there. You can only get to it by train. And everyone's walking. The food is amazing. And everyone's, you know, the, the fish and the seafood. And, and all the little colorful, mm. you know, hillside villages. Okay. Well, I'm impressed. I'm that kind of impressed well with done. myself. I need to. To not overthink these things. Well done. <laughs> oh, well, that was so good. Okay, so my turn. I'm turning this back on you. Well, this isn't really uh-huh. fair because I've had some time, little, little well, bit that's true. time to think about you, it. It was your question. Well, I'll just so. rapid fire. In but order. you should pretend like you were, like it was well, totally So what's the, what's the question? What is it? What, <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> so, Steve, um, yeah. what, are the, what are the five most, <laughs> give me five of the things you find most beautiful in the world. The, the five most beautiful things in the world? <laughs> no. Oh, seriously, yes. I think number one for me, well, I'm going to go in reverse. I'm going to say number five. The fifth. Oh. Start with number five. Sure. Number so this is one. the ugliest of the five. No, it's the most, the fifth most beautiful <laughs> thing. Fields of flowers. Oh, just in general. Well, and it kind of reminded me sort of of the Teton experience because, mm, yes. you know, as far as we could yes. see, the field was blooming in flowers. But that's just. And that know. is something, and that's a good one because that is, it, it, that can be fleeting. 
you know, mm, spring yeah, comes, yes. it sort of rushes in and leaves again. So, yeah, right. fields of flowers. And then uh, number four for me would be sunset over the sea. Mm. I've seen some of the, you know, we yeah, have. We've seen some of the most beautiful, yeah. beautiful sunsets. I felt peaceful just as you said that. Just, sunsets mm. over the sea. Yeah, I can, you can Come on, breathe everyone. it in. Yeah. <laughs> we can smell it. And number three, it would be a clear night sky. Mm, yes, we've had a lot of those. Wow. We've had so many of those. Mm. We've, we've been very blessed to live in um, places with not a whole lot of light pollution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Number two would be uh, melodic music. Yeah. <laughs> Your music. <laughs> no, just melodic music. And, yeah. just, and, and I think uh, Claire de Lune would be certainly. Mm, true fit right into the category and then number one would be people people there's nothing to me more beautiful in the world Mm. than people and the the diversity Uh, isn't that true when you really do pause to just take everyone in around you and and just the idea of it that's mm, that's so true isn't it yeah you guys listening if you've got uh maybe a way of letting us know what your top what, your five top are. Five most yes, beautiful go on things. Facebook. Go. go to the Facebook group. Oh, there's an And idea. put it there. Yeah. I'd love to know. I would too. Yes. Cool. That's fun. You know, there is actually nothing more satisfying than becoming proficient at using kinetic belief. And I yes. think that yes. when we talk about things like what's your most beautiful, uh, what's most beautiful in the world to you, it fits right in with establishing a place and a space for working on your kinetic belief to begin establishing the world around you and, and the life within you. If you're new to this podcast and you're wondering, well, what is kinetic belief? Well, let me just put it into a nutshell for you. The law of kinetic belief says this, that there is one substance for all things which fills the interspaces of the universe. The quantum bias of every life form entangles with the substance to advance life. In other words, we're talking about flowers. A flower is a life form. And within that flower, there is the energetic for more life to grow and to grow abundantly. And what we know in quantum theory or quantum mechanics is that there is an entanglement of particles, an entanglement with the substance of life from a flower to be able to advance itself. So kinetic belief is the creative authority endued by our Creator for human spiritual beings to be able to willfully exercise dominion over this universal substance for advancing the mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. That's what kinetic belief is. And actually, I have created a new 21-day e-course, which is called Attracting My Abundant Life. And this new course will help you to use your dominion in order to be able to manifest and attract whatever it is that you desire out of life. It is a, well, the mini course includes all of the life-transforming affirmations that I personally use. And I've used these this same format to receive signs from my higher self for direction, for knowing what to do and when to do it, and to attract exactly what I want in life. And uh, it also includes... 21 days of affirmations that help will help you to embody a prosperous mindset and to maintain that mindset. That's the thing about a mindset. It, is, it has to be maintained. It will not just remain. There are too many distractions in life as we go through each day that, that uh, jockey for our attention. And if we don't maintain the prosperous mindset through affirmations, then 
we're drawn off course for living our best life. So this, uh, this e-course will actually allow someone or help them to maintain that mindset for manifesting the life that, well, that you're put here to experience. We all are, have a genius of purpose, which is elusive unless we are purposing to locate it so that we can experience it. Well, and I've already started on it. Um, I started it a few days ago, and I have to say, I was thinking about holding it until the new year, but I'm so glad I didn't because now I can almost sense like this course, it's sort of carrying me into the new year. You know, how nice is it going to be to start 2021 with all of this already happening and flowing and working and aligning um, in my life? And, and I'm already seeing big changes, and I like that it's it, it's taking these very targeted uh, um insights but also intentions and then and then you also provide this really nice space for reflection um there's a lot of guided writing portions and portions in this as well um i'm loving it well and you know great. i created this else also as a companion to the law of attraction 100 day guided journal yeah because this is actually 21 days and for each day you're able to like you said focus on while speaking aloud in order to remain in kinetic belief for attracting your innermost desires. And so yeah. we're, we're purposing to stay in the, in, to the, in the mantra of kinetic belief to be successful at what we're attracting. And I know some kinetic believers that are going to be so excited about this because, I mean, I've spoken with people who are on their third and fourth journal. Right. <laughs> so they're like, they're going to be so excited about something else, you know, that next level. Staying in our kinetic belief is absolutely key to fast manifestations. We often yes, hear yes, people yes, say, yes. how can I speed this up? Well, it's by staying in it throughout our day. Mm continuing on in it. It's not enough just to write in a journal. That's a great start. But now what do we do with that? Yeah, immersion. And so, yeah, yeah. how do we stay immersed in it? And so remaining mm -hmm. in our kinetic belief is key, is key to that. You know, success in this life requires that we advance. Yes. That we don't stay where we are. That we just continue moving forward. And we advance to become more of what we want to be, more of what we want to have, more of what we want to feel, more of what we want to see. It's always more. More requires advancing, moving beyond where we are. And this kind of success is obtained by applying the energies of our desires to our actions. Applying the energies of our desires to our actions. And so when, when we apply our kinetic belief energetics, our creative authority, in exact proportion to the intensity of a desire that we've written about, that we've imagined, that we've created the thought form for, and raised it up to the highest viewpoint, once we've done that, to fill up our imagined experience with exactly what we want to experience, we begin advancing to have more of what we want to have, advancing to feel more of what we want to feel, and advancing to see more of what we want to see. And it's that intensity of our desires that depends on the clearness of vision with which we imagine ourselves inhabiting those desires, and along with the intensity of our of our gratitude. Hmm, intensity of gratitude. Um, can you expound on that a little more? What do you mean exactly by intensity of gratitude? The best way to perhaps explain this is vague and indifferent sensibilities of gratitude. They don't contain strong enough polarizing 
entangling bias or expectations to be able to manifest change. Sometimes it'll slip through. More often than not, it will not. So the intensity of gratitude requires that we purpose to stir up gratitude. Most people will confuse gratitude with the way that something will make them feel rather than relying on being made to feel grateful, we on purpose stir up gratitude. We on purpose become excited. Did you ever attend a pep rally before (laughs) a football game in high school? Yes. It's an intentional rallying of the emotions. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about with the intensity of gratitude. Mm -hmm. So we're taking the thing that we're imagining to desire and then stirring up with an intensity, a boldness through a speaking aloud of affirmation, seeing it as, as having already come to pass in our life. It's a meditative practice of a fundamental emotional state of being. What are we doing? We're creating the vortices of our expectations, the energized uh, expectation for something to occur in our life with a positive spin on the thing that we imagine to see. Because I've got to say, there's probably not many things that I enjoy uh, any more, Meg, than the type of pep rallies that we've had with our KB creatives <laughs> in the past. We all get together. Isn't that what they really and, are? I love, I I've never thought about that before. Is. It's like a high school football pep rally. I've, I've never <laughs> been in the presence of so much intentional joy, yes. intentional happiness, intentional oh. Um, makes, you're making me well miss everyone. Being, peace. Yeah. 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 I can't yeah. wait to do that again. So soon. that's that's what we do with the intensity of our gratitude. We're, we form an image. We form a picture in our mind of what it is that we desire to be, and of all that we desire in the the uh, egoist person of self. The the uh, awareness of self, and we form that image, the picture in our mind of prosperity that we desire to acquire. If we even desire, if you desire prosperity, maybe you don't. But it's an image of the environment that you desire to be located within a space, within a place. And then we meditate upon that person. Meditate upon your prosperity and your environment until those things are clear enough to write about and clear enough to define who it is that you imagine to be, and then hold those thought forms until they begin to arouse this intense desire within you. And it's a desire that is so strong that you can literally feel the desire beginning to stir within your soul. And so think about the thought forms. Imagine them while writing in your manifesting journal until you are becoming in, uh, always holistically, consciously aware of them, no matter, no matter what it is that you may be doing, so that the subjective reality of your desires are always in the background of your consciousness. You've been stirring this up, stirring this up, stirring it up, going to the, going to the depths of those unctions of your inner soul, your inner spirit, and bringing them up to the level of consciousness to where that subjective reality is being affected by it. And then begin to create a narrative of affirmations that will align with your desires. 
And if you're working on the the 21 day uh, uh, ebook, the e- the course, if you've got that, then you're going to have those the affirmations to to work from for manifesting the whatever it is that you're desiring. And then as you do this, confidence will begin to displace uncertainty. Because after all, it's uncertainty, which is a form of fear that will prevent what you're wanting to manifest or attract in your life from showing up. So we displace uncertainty and doubt and fear by creating that narrative of affirmations that then stirs up those desires and we maintain those thought forms and continue in gratitude while they're being attracted to us. Um, stirring up that confidence that you're talking about is, is going to be so vital to this process, isn't it? Yeah, you know, confidence is vital. It's vital to attracting. Yeah. Uh, even though we may have strong desires, we will not be able to maintain our best effort of gratitude unless we have confidence. Well, and I have to say that as I've already been working through some of that e-course that you've that you've just put out. What's really striking to me is that first of all, the affirmation portion of it, it's, it's so targeted toward abundance. Um, and, and I can sense the confidence in that area developing. And so that, and that's, that's just the power of, of the kinetic spoken word and, and the intentions that we're constantly setting. What's happening? Yes. Because as you're developing in confidence, what's really happening is you are displacing doubt displacing worry, displacing the energetics of fear. I love that word, displacing, kicking out. Kicking it out, displacing it, moving it out. And we begin generating the positive energetics of belief that recreates our circumstances. In other words, it's true that we have to think before we can see. Yes. But to think properly, we have to displace doubt, worry, and fear. And so confidence is vital to attracting. And so confidence is all about manifesting what we think we can. And we cannot think we can unless we feel that we can. And to feel that we can, we need to have uh, move into this arena of, of uh, playhouse, mm. the, the playhouse of the mind, the theater of the mind, which will be a demonstration to uh, our egoist self the subjective reality of what the abundance of our desire will be like. We demonstrate that to ourselves, and, and we sense what it will feel like by intentionally stirring up gratitude. Once we've aligned our egoist with our genius of purpose, then we are fully empowered to be able to attract exactly what we are desiring. In other words, if you've ever felt a strong desire to do something, that is certain proof that you have the power to do it. It's innate to you. You have the ability to do it. You are a spiritual being with some purpose located within the, the thought of you that's desiring to manifest that part of you. I have to say, what, what, you, what you've just said, it, it's, it's something to pause and get insanely excited about. Just this, the idea, you know, facing facts, getting that into our belief system, the idea that if we can think it, if you're having the desire, it's because you can have the thing you're desiring. I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? If people only knew how much they are capable of, mm. it, it is, it's mind-boggling to really realize the depth of ability. Yes. For example, if 
if you've ever gone to a concert, maybe mm-hmm. you don't, no, not you, you specifically because you are a musician, but let's take one of our listeners. If you've ever gone to a concert and been totally inspired by, say, the lead guitarist, and you even develop in some of those um, attributes of being able to play air guitar, and mm-hmm. you are just so inspired, and you're just, oh, I wish that was me. Oh, I wish I was playing a guitar like that. Guess what? You have within you the genius of purpose to be able to, with the ability to develop in the talents of playing a guitar like that. Well, similar that. to that. It, desire follows ability. Rarely does ability follow desire. We often think that, you know, uh, what I desire is the very thing that I'm doing. But whenever you have a desire for something, and with most people it's a passing thought, that desire is actually the roadmap for what already exists within your mm. genius of purpose as something that you have the, the talent, the ability to be able to be perfected and advance toward and with the ability to do. And I really love how what you're teaching us today, it really flies in the face of, of a lot of the things that society and culture will put on us. Um, and it's just sort of this underlying, you know, this, the mental gymnastics that we go through every day. For example, as you get older, you hear all the time, you know, you need to grow up. You need to, you know, that was a great dream for when you were 15, but now you're an adult and you need to get serious and you need to take life seriously. Let's all be really serious, <laughs> you know, but I just love this idea that it's like no matter what your age or what your occupation or what you um, have limited yourself by in the past, um, all bets are off when you become a kinetic believer. Yeah, you know, and that's so true. Uh, as a kinetic believer, what we're doing, Megan, is we are aligning our soul with our genius of purpose, mm-hmm. which is we come into the natural with. We were all created and designed for a purpose. Yeah. The soul is disconnected. In other words, take this for example. You know, somebody that says, I just don't like myself. Mm-hmm. Well, who is the I? That's not liking self. Right. There's, there's two things going on here. The I that doesn't like self is the genius in the, within the spirit that's looking up to the surface of the egoist and saying, I don't like what I see. Mm-hmm. Usually it's because the ego of that person has been led off track and you're living a life that someone else is forming either because you've been bullied, because you've been ridiculed, condemned, because you're trying to appease someone else, you're looking for validation from other people, regardless of the motive or the reason. The reason that person says, I don't like me, it's the genius of purpose recognizing that the soul is out of alignment with its genius of purpose. So understand it this way. Desire is the result of feeling, and the feeling which results in desire is a facet of your spiritual genius that's seeking creative expression. It wants to come out. Imagine if you worked at the desires that you have, at perfecting those. We have the capacity as human beings, spiritual beings, having a human experience through the authoritative power of kinetic belief, using it and to control the dominion of creation around you, 
to be able to perfect whatever desire we should choose. The desire, for example, to paint or to sculpt is the artistic genius of purpose seeking expression through the egoist self. The only thing missing is the alignment of the ego with that genius of purpose. And then it's the person that says, I really love me, that has aligned the soul with the spirit. I really, I I love myself with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, that's the person that's aligned their soul with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength to be able to live out the life that they were meant to live. And so wherever there is a, a lack of balance, symmetry, discontent, Mm -hmm. unhappiness. It's because we're missing that alignment. And so if there is no genius or authority for painting or sculpting, there's not going to be any kind of a halting desire. There'll be appreciation for that and inspiration for that, inspired by that, to go and do something else that you may desire. But if you have an actual artistic genius of purpose for painting or sculpting or something like that, then the expression is going to be there for the desire to come out of you through the ego itself. And then alignment's all that's required for the kinetic belief to begin attracting those abilities, attracting the opportunity, attracting the canvas, attracting the lessons, attracting the opportunity into your space to become the artist or the sculptor that you desire to be. And I love how everything you're talking about right now, that it's all rooted really in unconditional love of self because I think so many times in life when we when we don't start something a lot of times it's the fear of being a beginner um, that can you know how you're going to look I'm going to look insane I'm going to look ridiculous starting this passion at this stage in my life or whatever um, when I was 16 I taught violin when I was in high school to make some extra money and I taught really only children and then I got a call and this guy he was um 70 and he wanted to learn to play, to play the violin and he showed up and he had just bought a new violin and he's like, oh, and by the way, one of my fingers is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Hope we can work around that. Mm-hmm. But I just remember being so impressed mm-hmm. that he just didn't, he finally got to this point where he just said, I just, I wanted to, so here I am. And that's such a, it sounds so simple, but at the same time, just starting things in life um, is a huge part of loving yourself. That is a great sign that someone has aligned their soul purpose with their genius of purpose is that you don't consider the cost of it. You don't consider being validated. You don't seek the approval of others. Once you determine the mission within your soul, you let nothing arrest your steps. In other words, we cannot desire things that we don't agree with or align with our spiritual genius that we're uniquely created with. And so the person that that counts the cost typically isn't going to follow through. The person that says, well, this depends on what so-and-so thinks about me Mm. playing the violin. That's somebody that is, you know, they have not yet found that soul piece. Any expression which does not peacefully harmonize with the creative forces of life within us is not drawn or attracted to us. All things, all aptitudes all creative authority only attracts more of the same, where they, there is a harmonizing expression for those things with the same essential nature. Or we can look at it this way. All of us have desired something before. And if we desire a thing, it is because we were created with some of the same essential elements 
But within the human experience, and those elements are there already for us to experience the awareness of those things. We are the awareness of the universe. And all of us have different parts of universal substance within us to be experienced and to be expressed outwardly. And so it's recognizing what those are when we develop, for example, in the joy and peace and happiness and abundance of those things, whatever it may be. That transforms us from potential energy to kinetic energy for manifesting whatever that desire is. Right. What is within us must essentially be within us first potentially. So the things that I was talking about a few minutes ago um, that inspire you to, for it to be a desire for you, it's already there as potential energy. Now it's kinetic belief moving over into that on purpose and exercising in kinetic belief that turns that potential energy into kinetic energy. In other words, it manifests. It comes into your sphere of influence where it can now be seen. For example, when somebody sees a loving, uh, caring dog owner and they desire to be like the loving, caring dog owner, Oh, you inspire me the way you, you take care of Lassie. I really want to be a dog owner and have a Lassie. Well, it's because the sight of the, the loving, caring dog owner with their dog has aroused the empathy of loving and caring for a dog within me. But that's already in me. It's just aroused it, and it's raising it up. And the authoritative power to be that kind of dog owner that's within me, is seeking to advance its expression, seeking to come out like a, the bloom in, that's not yet seen of a flower. It wants to be seen. It wants to come out, which causes the, the desire for the dog to rise within awareness. When I hear an inspiring speech or a beautiful song, I desire to execute a similar performance because the faculties, the creative authority for oratory or music responds to the stimulus that is already within my genius of purpose. And the existence of the substance for those things, you see, it creates this desire for that expression within me. Anytime we have a desire, that is an aptitude of your genius that is seeking expression. It's yearning to live. Now, whether or not you, we give that uh, permission to live, whether or not we grant it life or not, is up to us, each individual. We have the authority, we have the dominion to do with it what we please, to choose, to choose life, to choose death to choose blessing, to choose curse, to choose to see it or choose not to, to choose to be in fear or to be in faith. Anytime that we have a desire, it is an aptitude of our genius that is seeking expression and it's yearning to live. We cannot desire what is not already potentially within us, which means that we can be what we want to become if desire is present. That's why desire is so fundamentally important to kinetic belief. It's one of the first attributes. Desire comes, then imagination. And then after imagination, we put in the, the motion of action. We already possess what we desire, but we will attract the desires we kinetically believe for into existence. If you ever doubt yourself, just remember, remember this, that the fact that you want to be, 
the fact that you want to have something, that is absolute proof that you can. If you want to get results, one of the most powerful things to do when you begin is to make certain that you stay in positive gratitude. You know, one of the mistakes that a lot of new uh, KB creatives make is that they will imagine a desire, something that they really believe that they want to have, and then they just wait for something to happen. And the problem with that is that while desire itself is simple, the gratitude for the something is often not attended to like we're talking about today. In other words, creative gratitude has got to be done intentionally. <laughs> it doesn't just happen. It's not enough to desire. It's not enough to imagine. It's not enough to, to uh, blueprint and, and illustrations of what it is that you are longing to see manifest. It has to be done on purpose, intentionally. Look, the, our Creator is not trying to withhold anything from anybody. Our best life is not hidden to be revealed, but rather what has already been revealed is hidden from the ungrateful. Everything is about energy. Energy. Energy is either positive or it's negative. And the roadmap of desire all the way through to manifestation is natural to the advancing life, and it's natural to positive energy, natural to where gratitude is present, natural to where that person is exercising at a pep rally on purpose. There in the morning, they're excited to see the manifestation of their healing. At lunchtime, they're excited to see the manifestation of their healing. At, at dinner, at night, throughout the day, while they're driving, they're continually, constantly stirring up gratitude for healing, for prosperity for whatever it is, for a life partner, whatever. It all works the same way, and that's the roadmap for all desire, all the way through to manifestation. Until we get this fundamental for attracting continual success, it, it can be rather elusive. You know, it's like putting a blindfold on and trying to hit a target, and you just... just uh, <laughs> you're just shooting and and uh, uh, randomly aiming all over the place. And it's not until we do it on purpose that we begin hitting the target and doing it more regularly and consistently so that we get results. Well, get the, results. The get key results. word there that you're mentioning is continually. Um, because I think we all feel like we have these sort of random successes, but they, like you were just saying, they do feel elusive. And that's where the kinetic part of all this comes in. Yes, those who are negative by nature... Because you hang around a lot of negative people. Maybe you come from a negative family that's uh, condescending, <laughs> that's judgmental. Maybe you're just um, habitually a complainer or always bitter, have been bitter about something for years now. Angry, or you're just a jealous person. Maybe you're easily uh, angered or you're mad, walking around always mad, envious. Whatever it is, those people that stay in those Negative energetics are often left just wondering why they don't have whatever it is that they want to have. It's that simple. <laughs> it's that, that complicated. Right. Whatever we want to make of it. But that's the way that it works. That is how kinetic belief works. And today, I just it's my desire that all of our listeners are going to go away from today's podcast feeling like, okay, I've got this. I know how to stir up gratitude, imagining to see exactly what I'm desiring. And the, the gratitude is in the sense of you believe. Yeah. You believe that you already have what it is that you desire. Well, how grateful would you be 
if you already had it in hand. That's the gratitude that works. And it's something that really, I feel like you drove home today in a huge way is, I think a lot of times when we're trying to be positive, um, we've heard people say, well, just do it or just be positive or, you know, just sort of, um, you know, crank yourself down and make this happen. But according to what you've taught us today, you initiate those good feelings and those positive energetics with your words. You know, your words are always going to be the match that you're striking to light that fuse. And I just find that incredibly, I think the word is comforting because you feel sort of helpless when you do have bad energetics within you or around you. And so just being able to control that with, with those words and igniting the kinetic belief on purpose and knowing that your feelings will follow, that's, again, it's just comforting and, it, and it's very hopeful. Controlling our environment, controlling our attitude, our attitude of gratitude, and we do it through affirmations. Desire that changes everything Yes, is a desire that is continually lifted up in gratitude. Well, let's work on some of these positive affirmations <laughs> right now, now and see some things start yeah. to show up in our lives. Okay. Just say this out loud. Say, my inner genius attracts every abundant thing. My inner genius attracts every abundant thing. Everything that I need in order to flourish. Everything that I need in order to flourish. I'm becoming the greatness of my wealth. I'm becoming the greatness of my wealth. My mind is revealing my higher purpose. My mind is revealing my higher purpose. And new streams for greatness wealth are coming to me. New streams for great wealth are coming to me. The inner voice of my genius is loud. The inner voice of my genius is loud. I will say what it says. I will say what it says. For attracting great wealth. For attracting great wealth. I choose the forward motion of action. I choose the forward motion of action. That attracts more money for my life's original purpose. That attracts more money for my life's original purpose. Every answer for attracting great wealth. Every answer for attracting great wealth. Is within me now. It's within me now. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to hear with clarity. To hear with clarity the voice of wisdom. The voice of wisdom. I'm attracting the substance of my heart's desire. I'm attracting the substance of my heart's desire. And I have the ability to pay for it. And I have the ability to pay for it. My awareness for <laughs> wealth is heightened. My awareness for wealth is heightened. I can choose my reality. I can choose my reality. And I choose abundance now. And I choose abundance now. I will not be moved. I won't be moved to the left or to the right. To the left or to the right from my active desire from my active desire for attracting great wealth now for attracting great wealth now my life's every passion my life's every passion is coming to me now it's coming to me now and i have more than enough and i have more than enough for each one for each one wow what a fun podcast this was it felt good to be back as well and if you do want to check out that 21 day e-course it's called attracting my abundant life you can find that at stephencanyon.com and it's actually a digital course so you can download the PDF and just print it out at your leisure, or you can actually just use it on on an, uh, any iPad or iPhone as well. I feel like I've been gone too long. I know it feels again. It feels good to be back. <laughs> it's right? good to be back. Yes, missed everyone. Desire that changes everything. Sending out much love and light and peace yes. and joy and happiness to all you KB creatives <laughs> all over the world. To all the KBs and thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.